Are you ready to be somewhat impressed? Okay, maybe I'm asking too much. Well, I know at the very least, they do their very best to put a smile upon your face. It's KSJE's Sunday Morning Wake-Up Call with Ren and David. Your Sunday morning will never be the same. You're listening to The Wake-Up Call on KSJE, Farmington. Great music, superhero-type guests, and a giggle or two. Changing the world one smile at a time is Ren and David. <laughs> I, I love watching you shake your fist in the air, punch the air when he says, Hit me! Hit me! Our buddy Eric, you know, we're going to have to have him work on something for us for next year now, too. Yeah. Hey, I want to say this, and this is going to be the preface of the show. I also want to say that, you know, this is on the uh, Sunday morning KSJE. KSJE, Sunday morning wake-up call. You proud of me? Yeah, good job. <laughs> that was the correct four letters. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, once upon a time, there were three little boys called George or John, George, and Paul by names by name christened. By name christened. They decided to get together because they were getting together, they were the getting together type. <laughs> this they, book is written so weirdly. When, well, that's, this is John actually wrote this. Aww. When they were together, they wondered what, what for after all. What, what for? for? So all of the, so all of a sudden, they all grew guitars and formed a noise. Oh, <laughs> that sounds very John Lennon-y. Yeah. He, he loved his little funny poem limerick yeah. style stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna finalize our chapter on the bells. The bells. Three um, parts, I think, is a good amount. I do too. I think. Well, you know, I think we we're gonna have every one of their songs. We may have to be searching for yeah. some. Right, like people don't realize, um, the Beatles' discography does not last for very long. No, it's only in a couple hours. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but the thing about it was, almost every one of their songs. Were money makers. Yeah, they had so many wonder, number one hits mm-hmm. that they re-released. You know, their one album in I think the early two thousands. You know that album? I don't. It's no. full of all of their number one hits. It's, and they called it one. And it's called one. Why and, not? Well, they made so many hits they could make a whole album out of just the hits. You know, they were um, they were extremely talented. There's no doubt they um, they were ahead of their time. Uh, they set the stage for a lot of the modern rockers today yeah it's easy to take for granted their style and how different and new it was yeah yeah well you th- you look at what they were making at the beginning of their career i want to hold your hand really solid pop songs and then to sergeant pepper mm-hmm. completely different people and that change alone um you know as a modern day listener is shocking enough imagine being in the 60s like these, these mop heads you know it was hard for people that really enjoyed the early stuff, I Want to Hold Your Hand, when they made the transition into the stuff that was heavier and almost somewhat drug-related, uh, yeah. um, trippy stuff. Definitely like, a, um, you know, uh, pushing the boundaries of Ex- your mind. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they go from teeny bopper to... Yeah, like <laughs> their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And they really, to me, I think, changed the face Elvis did a lot. I'm not going to say, never deny mm-hmm. Elvis, and we'll do a show about him, but they just, they changed the face of rock and roll in yeah. America, and in England, for that matter. That's where they started. Oh, absolutely. The concept album. I know they didn't invent it, but they definitely popularized the, the idea. Like, we're going to tell a story with our music. Mm-hmm. These aren't just two-minute things that are made to go on the radio and make money. No, we're going to take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. So, What I really liked about them was they didn't, you know, they didn't just put one hit on an album. Mm-mm. Of course, anything they did pretty was pretty much a hit. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of artists yeah. will do one or two hits on one album and then try to get rid of the rest of their junk mm-hmm. to get rid of the album. But, um, and I shouldn't say a lot. There, was, there, were, there are some out there that did that. Yes. Um, but they the would Beatles, have one big one and then stuff to pad it out. Like the White Album. They, I, I think oh. you had quoted something about, you know, they made those hits and they're like, well, let's make it a double or so. They couldn't get their, up. Their producer was like George Martin was yeah, their Martin, producer. Yeah, Martin, that's right. Something Martin. Uh, he was like, you should make this into two albums. And they go, no, we want it in one album. That's what we're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're... And it, it's not fluff. Like, I, no, there, there are no. some weird songs on that album, but all of them feel artistically um, like rich. 
Well, here's the deal, too. If you listen, you can't just sit down and listen to one song on the White Album. Absolutely. You can. You, you know, I mean, you vote, Yeah. But if you want to get the feel of where they were coming from and what they were trying to do, yes. you have got to listen to it front and back, I A could, and B. I couldn't agree more. Beginning yeah. to end. And it's fun to listen to. It's a good cleaning the house album. Yeah. You know what? Because of that, I'm going to... Uh, you're switching with your, your starter? Yeah. You're going to a White Album? A yeah. White I'm white album. I am going to a white album one. This one's just goofy. Okay. Well, not goofy, I say. Like Disneyland goofy? Mickey Maybe Mouse Maybe a goofy? little bit. It's the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Oh, Do you okay. know this one? Yes, kind this of. This one kind of has like a weird little story going along with it, but it's a very John song. I spaced it out when it came on. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying all these songs like, I never would have listened to this. Are, are also the songs where I'm like, this is my favorite. It was yeah, formative to me. I know. I know the ones that I spaced out. Yeah. Oh, but that to me just shows like, I like the artsy stuff. You like the, the heavy hitter good yeah, songs. Yeah, something that'll make my heart thump. There you go. Well, this one isn't so much a heart thumper. Okay. It's a sing-along. Oh, well, I can do that too. Yeah. But mute my microphone so that people don't <laughs> turn off the radio. <laughs> anyway, I always think that's the goofiest little horn. The, the, that was the that was the one that I kind of spaced out when I did the album for sure. Yeah, you know, um, 1964, Life Magazine in 1975 published a list of the hundred events that shaped America. Not American music, but shaped America. American right? culture, right? The arrival of the Beatles on U.S. shores came in at number 96. Oh, yeah. I heard something like 
nine one one calls just like dropped at that moment. Really? Or for the the length of that song, you might want to double check it. But um, people weren't calling, and whoever was at the station wasn't picking up because they were watching the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, that's probably which. You, you try to think, I don't think there's any sort of equivalent to, to that sort of event nowadays. No. Like one band coming over and just sweeping everybody off their feet. I can't think of any. No. We're too, there's too much music these days. There is, and there's so many outlets to get it out there. That, mm-hmm. You know, people are able to publish it uh, out there a lot more than they used to. Yeah, and you can be totally removed from the radio. Mm-hmm. There can be number one hits that you've never even heard because, oh, I listen only to Spotify. You know? Yeah. That's me. Yeah, and you know, I kind of, well, I'm listening to radio only yes. because I'm in radio. Yes. <clears throat> Modern listen, day lay radio. I, I listen to the classic hits radio. I will say that. But. Um, what, you don't listen to me in the morning? I, I can't, I'm, in, I'm in Farmington. I can't listen to you. Yes, you can. I can? Yeah, 96.5. You can. Well, now I feel stupid. Okay, I will absolutely don't, don't listen to you. Don't feel stupid. I have to give this other quote from John. This was early on, and this is when they were forming. This is like between 1962 and 1966, so they were quite young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They were teen, they young teenagers when they got early, together. Early, yeah. yeah. Early 20s is when they made it in the state. We'll be back after a quick break. Traeger's Bar prides itself in bringing together positive people and sophisticated spirits. A truly welcoming group with New Mexico roots, locally owned and operated. Traeger's offers specialty drinks, classic libations, domestic and craft beers, wine, and cocktails. And for folks feeling a tad peckish, the doghouse is right off the patio with hot dogs, wings, nachos, and much more. Located at 5170 College Boulevard in Farmington, their website is traegersbar.com. He says, many people ask, what are Beatles? Why? Beatles? Uh, Beatles? How did the name arrive? So we will tell you, it came in a vision. (laughs) A man appeared on a flaming pie and said... Unto them, from this day on, you are Beatles with an A. Thank you, Mr. Man, they said, thanking him. (laughs) John Lennon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was my favorite quote as a kid. My favorite factoid to bring up. Really? Do you know that John Lennon named the Beatles because of a crazy dream he had? And, you know, he In a pie, in a flaming pie. I didn't know that pie. I knew it was a dream, but I knew it was a flaming pie. He could be making it up, too. Well, I'm... I'm sure he did. I mean, come on. I feel so silly. This is one of those childhood realization moments. Just saying it out loud, I was like, oh, yeah, he probably just made that up. All these years, I was like, that is a fact. John Lennon would not lie to me. You know, he was all about getting attention. I mean, he was. Look at him. And I, you know, well, look at the whole band, really. They, mm-hmm. they were all about shocking America, and they did. And. Oh, absolutely. In different ways, I'd say, too. I think Ringo yes. just really wanted to be a, like a working um, musician. He loved music and he loved to be there. George wanted to express his art. Paul wanted to, you know, um, grow what he could do. He eventually got into, you know, scoring films and stuff. John wanted to shock people. He wanted to. Yes. He reminds me so much of a lot of the teenagers that I sub for. You mean I don't I mean, I don't know him. But the way he kind of would lash out, and in interviews you see how, like, you know, randomly mean he can get. Yes, Just I remember. Kind of reminds me of, like, a really defensive kid who's been through some tough times. You know, I was a little bit uh, older, but I still, well, no, I was a teenager at that time. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, um, I really... Especially their early stuff, and then when they started, that's when my marijuana stage came in too. <laughs> there, there's two, yeah, so yeah, you know. So when they started doing the other stuff, you know, I was like, yeah, oh yeah, these guys are all right. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club the band. band. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, super trippy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something. Not only were they really skilled musicians, but they had a lot of heart um, through the lives they lived that they imparted into their music that you could that I think America could feel. Oh, 
Look I'm, at how cute Paul is. Yeah, I, I love this. And I like this picture of John, too. That's a pretty but good one. This, I'll get, Terrible. You, know, you, you, you said that you, that you were in love with Don't make George. fun of me. <laughs> don't make no, fun no, no. of me. No, but I, to me, this is one of his better-looking pictures. That's, it's a great one for his eyes. Yes. And the bowl cut, not, not having it. Those little, like... <laughs> they all had bowl cuts. My mom cut my hair before school today haircut. Well, I don't know. He's styling it wrong or something. Look at it on Paul yeah. and John. Okay, Ringo's having a hard time, too. <laughs> Post that picture online. Yeah, Ringo, Ringo, Ringo's having a bad hair day. He just took off his hat. You don't see that right off the... Yeah, yeah. so you guys can look at this picture, too, and, and chime in on their ridiculous hair. Rubber Soul album is uh, a great one. Now, here's a fun fact about the Rubber Soul album. I might have said this already, but they had already taken a series of pictures. And they were deciding on which one for the album artwork. And they were all physically printed out in front of the camera, you know, because that's how they did it back right. then. And one of the, the, the pictures fell over as they were taking a picture of it. So it made it look kind of all elongated and rubbery, oh, yeah. rubber sole. So I like it. That was a total accident. And see, this is when George's hair was a little longer, too. Now, I, now here I can see that, you know. George with long hair is the best George. Yeah, I, I like that, too. And, you know, Ringo's pretty good looking in that picture, too. I always thought Ringo was kind of ugly, but he had a big snouse. He's not, he's a, I would, yeah, they just needed to find the right haircuts for him because I think Ringo, when he gets, like, this is a great time for Ringo, too. Yeah, I like that one, too. He looks sexy in there. <laughs> I mean, you said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm. You can see why they were heartthrobs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they ate it up, for sure. Oh, they loved it. Well, until they couldn't even live their lives anymore. Yeah. You know, I heard that's after a while why they stopped touring. Not only because when they would play in front of audiences, no one could even hear them play because everyone was screaming so loudly, but because when they would be carted all over the world and they would never leave the hotel room. It was like limo, screaming fans in the hotel, you know, out, screaming fans, limo, at the venue. And it was just that over and over and over again. I, I honestly believe that that was... Um, one of the big reasons they did that thing on the roof, yes, uh, is because they could. They were away from fans. For they, were the, away from, they were far enough away from screaming people mm -hmm. that they could actually play their artistry. And time-wise, for the Let It Be performance, oh, this is a great time for Ringo too, and Let mm -hmm. It Be because he has that big white streak in his hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, they were enough, far enough away in time too from that stage. Of their teeny bopper, oh, girls are screaming over his face. To we're mature adults now who make yeah. complicated music. Yeah, you know we're gonna. Ha I'm gonna have to do just a whole book page of this stuff. This is such a neat book you have. If you ever need somebody to take it off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a dual. It's a dual thing, and it, it really it goes to their career pretty heavily. Pretty. Uh, in depth, I should yeah, say. Yeah, the pictures are what's nice. They have lots of. Yes, you don't. You know, you really don't have to read this stuff. Just look at the pictures. But uh, truly, you know, they've got some great scans of some of their memorabilia. Yeah, while we look through this book, why don't I play another song? Okay, I was just gonna say. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that the name of the song? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, let me go find it. No, this one's a this one's a little bit of their earlier, more fun swing, dancey. Stuff. Okay. This is a she's a woman. Oh, I like this one too. This is kind of heavy though. It's a little heavy. It's a it's yeah, a lot of bombastic noises, but it's bombastic.
<laughs> All right, so I just hinted at this very interesting story right before yeah, the song ended. Yeah, I want to hear about ended. a spider that came, back, came home. So, so as you may or may not know, I have uh, jumping spiders for pets. I have a Phytopus pius and a Phytopus texanus. The okay. Phytopus texanus is a female, so she's going to get bigger. She was a baby when I got her. was really excited to watch her grow. One day, I go into the office that I keep them in. Her, um, her name's Opal. Her cage is on the ground. All the dirt and everything is spread across the floor. Opal is nowhere to be found. I was certain that she had died. My cat must have jumped up there and knocked it off. I was just beside myself. Three days later, I go back into that same area to feed my other spider. And wouldn't you know it, Opal is, is standing there on the, on the plant I put next to them to give them oxygen. And she's literally waving her arms around like saying... <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and I put her back in her little cage and I cried. I was so happy. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> she was wow. probably catching the, trying to catch the fly that was there, but I like to think she was waving No, she down. was waving at mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I put her back in and I fed her and it was just like so nice. Sometimes the universe likes to be nice to you. You know, I don't know. I don't know that I, I... I've handled a lot of bugs, but I don't know that I could physically hold... I, maybe I held a tarantula once, so I guess I can. We'll be back after a quick break. Is your to-do list too much of a load? Is your business piling up? Well, you're in luck. Have you heard the scoop on the poop group? Whether it's poop stool, duty dump, whatever happens at your dog's rump, we'll take care of it. We are Farmington's one and only poop scooper. We provide weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly pet waste removal services. Call or text 505-330-0081 to schedule your poop scooping today. Don't be fickle with your fecal matter. Call the poop group, where your dog's business is our business. The jumping spiders are better because they don't run around aimlessly like some other spiders. They're pretty intelligent, so they'll kind of sit on your hand and look around and then walk over here. It more feels like you have, like, a little mouse on your hand. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, what was that? Oh, they're itty-bitty. They're, like, about the size. Opal's about the size of a dime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't end up smashing it. Bye, Julie. <laughs> I have uh, I've been very not on purpose. To I, I wouldn't do it on purpose. Oh, of course, yeah. But, They're just so tiny. Yeah, that's why I have not held them very much. I don't want to hurt them. I'm such a big li- little guy. I'm such a little guy. <laughs> Poor little thing. Probably, you know, it probably looked like a pinhead in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're but they're but so. You got you got big hands. Or not. I've you got. Have la- you have hands proportionate to your body, but you're a tall lady. Yeah. yeah. So I have my long, slender hands. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, but, that was you know, almost. Yeah. Yeah. We got into a conversation about spiders there, but let's get back to a conversation about the, beetles. The beetles. Yes. I. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this our this our final final chapter that we're doing on the beetles. So we pr- pretty much covered a lot of their hits, and I think we we've did. got time one more before we need to go to break. Oh, the KSJE folks. I have a fun one. It's from their Let It Be period. So okay. We're talking about that. Lay it on me. This one's a little. It's kind of funny, but it's a good one. It's dig a pony. Dig a pony. D- I dig a pony. Yeah, I dig a pony too. Hold it. Anything you want Yes, you can celebrate Anything you want Oh Do a road hop Well, you can penetrate Any place you go Yes, you can penetrate Any place you go
everything you are Yes, you can radiate everything you Yeah. 
that song's pretty otherworldly. It takes me to a whole other place. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to quote this guy's name's Milton Oakham. He was one of the contributors to this this uh, two-volume book that I have, The Complete Beatles, um, that I highly recommend. If you can find it, you may not even be able to find it anymore. And I just want to say complete is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He says, Lennon returned to the theme. This is right after they had broken up or they were in the process, whatever. Lennon, re- Lennon returned to the theme of unity and togetherness a few years after the Beatles disbanded and spun out a utopian version in his haunting, sweet, McCartney-esque mm. ballad, Imagine, that came completely from the heart of the Beatles' mythology. John Lennon, that intense, angry young rebel from Liverpool, certainly would not have been picked as a likely candidate to end up with such a lovely, dreamy vision. Mm-hmm. Imagine is more than reminiscent of the ending of the fairy of another fairy tale, the animated film Yellow Submarine, in which all conflict is resolved in peace and love, the variety and color and illusion of Sergeant Pepper, or the versatility. Versa, vers- Versatility? Yeah, no, it's virtue... Virtuosity. That's it, thank you, of the White Album or the angry emotional emotionalism of Abbey Road might be preferred to the erasures of differences in Imagine. Still, Imagine is a beautiful song. Had Lennon not shared the fellowship of the ring with fellow, fellow Beatles Paul, George, and Ringo, and had he not collaborated for 14 years with the equally intense beckoned rocker Paul McCartney, could he have imagined Imagine? Oh, my God. Pretty heavy duty, huh? Yeah, (laughs) well, I like that whole speech, too. There were so many describing words. Yeah, no kidding. The virtuosity of White (laughs) Album, the colorfulosity of... Yeah, no, that was really well said, too. Somebody wanted to use big words. He gets it, too, though, because there was always a part of John Lennon that just seemed angry, you know? Yes. Because he, he saw a lot of pain, and um, I don't know, I like to imagine that he, the reason why he would get so angry is because he just was so cut up inside about how, you know, awful the world can be. You know, it's not very, it's, it's very seldom that you get four guys together that are true creators of music yeah, absolutely and poetry or whatever you want to call it even people who, once again who give Ringo a hard time he's a fantastic technical mu- musician oh he is very technical and very devoted to his craft absolutely yeah he is a professional uh, the utmost all right I know you have a couple over there that you've been messing I with do. too um, I was going to play a couple of their um, solo work so I was going to do something oh, with yeah. wings yeah oh yeah Paul yeah. McCartney stuff and I'm I'm gonna play a you know a favorite so oh, are it you? won't be anything crazy or unknown it's just gonna be band on the run oh I like that song too.
Now, Wings, that was Paul, and was Linda involved in it, too? I think Linda was still alive at that time, mm -hmm. because in that one of his first, that was one of his first songs when he, Wings was one of... He, one of his first post-Beatles yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure he's always been making music, but he definitely has been under some different names with some different groups. He, he made a song with Rihanna a couple years ago. Did he? I bet that's in it. No, I bet oh, that's interesting, too. It's a cute little song, too. Well, we're going to try to play some uh, of their single stuff, too. So we did John. We got, uh, we got Paul. I was going to do George next. I was, I was, well, I didn't know whether you wanted to save him for the last one or whether you wanted to do Ringo, because I know he's your favorite. Yeah, he, he's your okay, favorite. Let's, let's save George for last. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Ringo's, to me, Ringo's, his music, uh, the, the melody or the, the, the instruments are pretty intense, but the, the, his words are simple. Yeah. They're just, you know, like a don't come easy, and I don't uh -huh. know what you got picked out. But I was going to do photograph. Photo, yeah, that's a great one, too. Yeah. But it's very simple. Not You don't have to think mm -hmm. hard to understand what the message he's trying to give. No, and you can just bop along to it. Yeah, exactly. His songs are fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think Ringo, I think it, uh, it's his personality for sure. Absolutely.
definitely like a really lovely sentimental yeah tune. You know, you know they never talk about. We never hear about or George for that matter their love life. I mean, I I remember George's Ooh. wife or girlfriend or something, but uh, Ringo, I don't. Did he ever? Oh yeah, he had lots of girlfriends. He had a girlfriend that he broke up with, and she got so upset that she crashed a motorcycle into a wall. Yeah, in his, in his wall, or? or she was trying to hurt herself. Oh yeah, she was just yeah. trying to get his attention. Uh, yeah, she was just you know, maybe suicidal. I mean, I don't mean to be a downer, but no, Ringo definitely had some ladies who loved him <laughs> almost too much. Yeah, George too is of course with what's her name, Patty Boyd. Yeah, she that was sounds right. the big international supermodel. You know, yes. she was British, but she was in everything. And um, famously, Eric Clapton was in love with her. Um, is, he, is he the one that took her away from him? Yeah. And then, he, right. and then he treated her terribly, and they divorced a couple of years later. It's like, come on, man. You fought for her. At least try to cherish her. Whatever. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't cherish her very much. He did not. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't hear too much about their love lives, even though I would say Ringo and George have some very juicy... Interesting. Yeah, love, love lives. Yeah. Well, you, you know, Paul's was not so juicy as it was. You know, he lost Linda to cancer, I think, yeah, something like that. That was so heartbreaking because Paul, you could always tell, was the lovey-dovey one, and he mm-hmm. found a woman he loved and loved yeah, her, loved her, They were her. tight, you know. And, and I love, because we played some of his German songs, was he was <laughs> yeah. love with that German woman. Yeah. Um, and that was when he was a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Linda a lot came younger. later. Yeah, she was a lot later. Yeah. Lot, well, not a lot later, but somewhat later. In terms like, of when his he had career. Matured, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, Z-Leak Dip was definitely early, early Paul days. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, you've got to, I mean, I'm sure they got the same kind of feeling that Elvis had, just women falling on them. Yeah. Didn't know who to trust or who to, mm-hmm. you know. Who, who to trust, like, and, you know, un- unfortunately, the reality is it gets pretty lonely on the road. And, you know, you don't want to take advantage of some people either. You don't want to <laughs> no. be like. Yes, I love you. Now let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Which is, as a young man with women throwing themselves at you, is very tempting. Yeah, your libido's moving 90 miles yeah. an hour. So. so I'm not exactly making excuses if they broke some hearts along the way, but I am saying, you know, yeah. that's not fun to be in that situation. We'll be back after a quick break. It's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. Yeah, you're not sure whether they're with you because they like you or they just want to get... The fame. Yeah. Or if they hold you on a pedestal and don't see you as a real oh, that's person. A, yeah. They're like, oh, yes, my perfect Paul McCartney. All right, well, let's do another George so we have time to yeah. do one last Beatles. I've got a good Beatles song for the final, but this one is What is Life, George Harrison. Oh, I love George's I think of this stuff. song. I don't know that I've heard this one. What is my life? Maybe I have. Yeah. Well, now you have because I <laughs> sang it perfectly. <laughs> Way to go, Red. Thanks.
do, 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 do. When life's especially hectic, I think of that song. What is my life? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. A little deep. Well, listen, that's going to wind up our freaking tribute to the Beatles, which, you know, I kind of, I really enjoyed. And we did kind of spread it out a little bit, but I did enjoy it. Me too. And uh, thanks for letting me pick the songs. I oh, know sure. I picked some interesting ones. I know I didn't play their biggest hits, but let's be real. We've all heard Here Comes the Sun a bazillion times. Yes. Yeah. A so, lot of them. So hopefully you heard something new. And uh, we're going to finish up the uh, the series of the Ladies of Rock, though. That's going to be a longer uh, series, I think. Definitely. Only because there's so many. I didn't know there were so many. Yeah. Well, and there's so many, like, subgenres. There's mm. punk rockers, and mm-hmm. then there's the country stars, you know. I'm going to do, uh, or I want to do Elvis with you, too. I think that would be a good one, since the movie is out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the guy who doesn't. He's look. He looks like he's trying too hard. Yeah, I don't care for his Elvis. And I watched one the other day. It was Elvis and... Um, the one that, uh, and Nixon, Elvis and Nixon. Oh, yeah. I know of that historical event. I that haven't seen that That guy looks nothing movie. like Elvis, but I, yeah, Despicable. you should watch it. It's interesting. But I got a new perspective on Elvis mm-hmm. watching that movie. So, yeah. Have you heard of, ever heard of Bubba Hotep? Why does that name sound familiar? Because it's about Elvis. Um, he, re- he didn't actually die back then. He just... Uh, He's been hanging out in an old folks' home this whole time, and now he's teamed up with Danny Glover, who's this old black man who thinks he's JFK, and they gotta fight mummies. <laughs> Bubba Hotep. Okay. Oh wow. So you've All got right. some Elvis movies. Yes. All right. Well, let's say our goodbyes. And I know you have a quote. Uh, what is it? A quote? What is it? Yeah, my little profound inspiration. Okay, quotes. I need a profound something. All right. This one comes from Sanober Khan. Okay. The splendid thing about falling apart silently is that you can start over as many times as you like. Oh, yeah. very true. I, I have, how many times? I'm trying to figure out how many, how many times you started over. Oh, yes. <laughs> Since the beginning of this show, I, let me count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Rand. Well, it's been fun. Uh, I look forward to our next uh, meeting and uh, recording. Me too. This next song, too, is kind of an interesting uh, little artifact. It was, it's a mixture of the Beatles. Um, after John had died, they found some of his tapes of unfinished songs, and they kind of worked oh, on cool. it together and finished it before George passed away. Oh, what a great idea. This is uh, Free as a Bird. Hopefully they'll do that with us. <laughs> you can only dream. That's right.
David will bring you informative fun, maybe a musical guest or two, and you'll always get a load of laughter. Answered emails, rants, raves, community thoughts, and so much more. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of their wonderful sponsors. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday morning at 1 a.m. And they would love to hear from you at TheGeneralsWakeUpCall at gmail.com. This has been a Interwest Concepts, Inc. production, all rights reserved. Be excellent to each other. Always wear your clean underwear.